Hello, I'm Steve Corbin. Welcome to Revelation Health, where we open your eyes to the often confusing world of health and health insurance. It is our goal to provide you with the information you need in a way you can understand to give you the confidence to be a better advocate for you and your family. We are brought to you by the Kingdom Health Group, a nonprofit organization whose mission it is to help working families in the Pioneer Valley overcome the financial burden caused by medical debt. All right, so today we are going to answer the trillion dollar question. Why are health insurance costs rising? Um, for that for that matter, why are health care costs rising? We all see it. We all know it's happening. Um, we've addressed it in various points, you know, throughout our, our you know podcast episodes of different areas. Um, but I just thought today would be a great opportunity to really just dive into all the areas where um, we see the, the rising costs. So we can understand it, right? So once we, once we understand what's causing it, now we can kind of take a step back and say, all right, how can we help it? Or how can we actually not even help lower the cost? Because I think that's a that's a, a huge problem. But what what can we do as individuals, knowing this, knowing what's causing the cost? How can we navigate the healthcare system? Um, and that's you know, in a nutshell, that's our mission. That's what we want to be doing for you. So again, I do call it a trillion dollar question because um, we spend a lot of money in healthcare and it's going up. And when the cost of care goes up, the premiums that your employer have to pay are going up. Or if you're getting it in the individual marketplace, you have to, the more you pay out of your pocket in those premiums. And so when we're shopping, either it's you shopping yourself or your, your employer shopping, we're forced to look at like, what I'll call just subpar plans, you know, plans that have really high deductibles, really high co-pays. Um, and so again, these shift right onto you, coming right out of your pocket, whether you're paying 100% out of your pocket or you're paying you know, 25, 30, 40% out of your paycheck um, to be on your employer plan, right? And there are just so many factors. Um, so we're really gonna hit on, probably dive into some of them in, in, in deeper details. Um, and more likely than not, you know, there'll be a subsequent episode that's really just gonna um, spend a lot of time in the, in the case of pharmacy, I really think that over the next few weeks, you're going to be hearing uh, much, much more about the rising cost of, of pharmacy and, and why that is. Um, I think we all kind of have a, to some knowledge, um, but I really want to kind of dive into that to really give you a, a full-blown understanding. So today we're going to touch on a lot of different things. The first thing about why costs are rising is simple demographics, right? In the next year or two, by, the, by 2025, the amount of individuals who are age 65 is going to double. And there's no, I mean, it's it's no secret, the older you get, the more healthcare you're gonna utilize. You're more susceptible to um, you know, chronic diseases, asthma, you know, heart disease. The prevalence of cancer is greater in folks over the age of 65. Um, that, that's not a secret. Um, but with the uh, with that generation, um, the, the boomer generation, I'm sure you, you know, we call it, they're, they're turning 65. More and more of them are, are again, the numbers doubled what it was, so. The second piece here, um, and again, we're going to spend some time talking about it now because it is so important, but it is the rising cost of prescription drugs. Um, we'll, we'll, again, jump into the details of this in another podcast episode, but prescription drug costs are astronomical. It's not unheard of to see somebody taking a prescription drug that's $10,000, $20,000 a month, you know. I, in my, in my line of work, you know, I get privy to see um, claim details, claim costs for a number of my clients. 
and I have clients that have large claim activity in the hundreds of thousands. And when I say hundreds, I mean like 500, 600, $700,000 annually. And it's driven by pharmacy costs. Now, when I first got into this business 23 years ago, it was unheard of. You know, pharmacy costs were a fraction of the overall cost of healthcare. Now I actually have groups where the cost, their pharmacy cost exceeds their medical costs. People are just spending that much. I'll tell you an extremely recent example of this is one I was actually involved in. Somebody, you know, we were working um, with this individual. They were taking Ozempic and that's a, you know, diabetes drug. It's all, you know, it's, it's, it has a number of different, you know, utilizations for it, but it's expensive, right? So what happened over the last year or so was the patent ran out on that, which meant other manufacturers could create a similar drug um, following that type of, of uh, formula, right? So what ended up happening was the release of what they call biosimilars, which are drugs out there in the marketplace that do exactly the same thing from a biological perspective. They have the same impact on your body and they, they have the same results. With the introduction of biosimilars, now all of a sudden the costs go down because it's competition. Just like anything else, if you're the only one in the marketplace that can sell something, you set the price. Especially if it's marketed well and it does have, it does, do what it says it's supposed to do, right? So in this case, Ozempic did what it said it was supposed to do, um, amongst other things. It was a highly sought-after drug for many different reasons. We got this individual on a biosimilar. I just got the email from the specialty pharmacy that was assisting me in, in this process. I got the email yesterday morning saying that we were going to save the plan $75,000 just by going to a drug that does exactly the same thing that's cheaper. This is where, you know, the, the, again, we talk about the high cost of the drugs. It's just, it, it, it is one of the major, major impacts to the cost of care right now. I can't stress it enough, which is why as we move forward, we are going to devote a, an entire podcast episode to help you guys understand the layers upon layers. And this is just one piece of the process. Manufacturer, you know, just jacking the prices up. There's so many layers to what's wrong with our pharmacy industry today um, that we're going to spend some time on it. Uh, the other piece about what's what's rising costs is consolidation of insurance companies. This is something that I don't think gets talked about enough um, when we're talking about the rising cost of health insurance. And again, we go back to the lack of competition. If you're the only game in town, you carry a little more weight when it comes to some negotiating. Um, when we look strictly at my role as as a health insurance consultant, health insurance broker, consolidation allows me to bring less options to my clients. Uh, and the, when you're looking at groups where we have some negotiating power in it, it limits the what I can actually do in the marketplace. And we're seeing it right here in Massachusetts where I'm at. Uh, we saw a couple years ago, a local HMO that we had, um, Fallon Healthcare, they got out of the marketplace. They're just strictly focused on on, on doing Medicare and Medicaid product, uh, products in the marketplace. We saw the consolidation via um, 
a merger between Tufts and Harvard Pilgrim, ultimately coming in the the overview of of point 32 health but the look and feel of it is just one carrier so you take a another carrier like tufts out of the market uh, and then there's just talks to others you know that that may they consolidate or or just simply go route go the route of uh, of a fallon where they just the, the commercial market just they can't make money in it so they start focusing on the medicare medicaid market the subsidized market where they get you know products that they can sell that are subsidized by the federal government uh, so that's definitely an area where um, the consolidation is 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 definitely hurting and again because if you start looking at it I mean the big players out there are what um, what we what we in the in the industry call buka you may you may hear that term um, thrown around at one point in time you may be on, on on LinkedIn and you see somebody talking about the bukas and it really stands for you know Blue Cross Blue Shield United Cigna and Aetna's of the world they're the big fish out there they they set you know the pricing to some extent you know they're the big national carriers um, they're consolidated with uh, ph- you know pharmacy companies as well either they're owned by a, a pharmacy company or they own a pharmacy company so it's it just like anything else when there's a lack of competition there's the prices that go up another thing that we typically don't talk about but it, it does bear mentioning is the weakening of our managed care system right in the early 90s the managed care system was very strong. You had HMOs, right? Health maintenance organizations. We talked about that before. Um, they managed your course of care. You had to go see a primary care physician. They kind of were your gatekeeper. I understand the relationship with your primary care physician 30 years ago was much different than what we get today. Um, and that's also a product of consolidation as well, which we're going to talk about, um, in my opinion, why the the managed care system did get weakened. Um but you have these these local HMOs that again they're just they're just not there anymore. You know they you don't have that option to get a good managed care product, and they just made sure that you know they they tried to do the best they could. I'm not saying they were, you know, the panacea. I'm not saying that they were the end all be all, but they did a good job of managing costs. That's for sure. Early on, they certainly did because they made sure you got the care that you needed when you needed it and where you needed it, which is very important in order to control costs, right? Only getting what you need, getting it where you need it, you know, and getting it when you need it. I mean, these are these are very important factors. And we've talked about it before. The, the place of service, where you get care, is very important as to how much you pay. Um, so part of that weakening, in my opinion, um, again, started with the consolidation. What ended up happening was the primary care physicians in these HMOs, again, they were um, various different structures of HMOs and, and different plans like that, that that made sure you got access within the network. Um, but again, they were there to keep costs down. Um, but as we started growing as a society, um, as there was more consolidation, as all these other factors came into play. We as healthcare, and I'm going to use the term very loosely. We as healthcare consumers, um, I call us consumers because we consume healthcare. There was no consumerism in there. There was no shopping. There was no things like. But those of us who consumed healthcare fell prey to a lot of marketing that was out there. Right when we start looking at 
you know, prescription drugs. Oh, you need to get, you need to be on this drug. You need to be on that drug. Our physicians fell prey to marketing of pharmaceutical companies. We fell prey to, we'll call it, we'll call it what it is, you know, CYA medicine, right? Cover your butt medicine, you know, lawsuits started coming out there. And so now all of a sudden me as your primary care physician, we're going, all right, what is it you want to get? Okay. You want to get an MRI when a x-ray will do? Okay. I'm not getting sued because you know, now all of a sudden your shoulder doesn't heal the way you want and you're blaming me because I didn't give you the MRI. So now we're just open access. We're just, you want to get it? You can get it. You know, I'm going to prescribe, you know, 32 different tests because, you know, God forbid I miss something, you're going to sue me. In the same aspect, while all that was going on, was a shift and how insurance companies paid these providers. Uh, and that shift went from uh, what they call a capitation model, which is how the HMO model worked. Capitation simply met, meant your doctor got paid a monthly stipend for you, regardless of whether or not you had 40 tests or four tests. They got that stipend, and it was based on me being a middle-aged man and the amount of care they thought I was gonna get. They got that stipend. It made sense for the doctor to manage you better. Now we're more in this, what they call a FIFA service world, which means the more I prescribe, the more I do, the more I make. So these were all pieces that, that really weakened that managed care system. You know, it was the consolidation of providers. It was, you know, the marketing to us as those who consume healthcare um, to want us to get more services to lawsuits to providers for not performing tests that perhaps the lawyers thought you should have got and you didn't. Um, so it was that CYA medicine. And then the shift from FIFA, from capitation to FIFA service. Uh, the other piece here that did come into play that we didn't dive into too much is again, the consolidation. What ended up happening was a lot of these these hospital systems ended up purchasing you know, physicians' offices and primary care physicians. And what I call a primary care physician's office that's owned by a hospital, I call them the hospital sales force because that's what they do. They bring you in and they sell services that the hospitals do to you, right? Ultimately, insurance company pays for it, but that's, that's how it ends up happening. Again, so it's, these are a lot of the factors that I think that we don't really dive into the details when we're talking about why insurance costs are going up. We just think about as a consumer, I'm, when I say we, I'm talking about we as consumers. Um, we look at it as, oh, the insurance companies are greedy. Oh, the hospital companies are greedy. Yeah. I mean, to some extent, yeah, I do think there's greed in the mix, right? A lot of these insurance companies are for profit, publicly traded, you know, in the society that we live in and in the, in the culture that we live in, when you're publicly traded, your number one priority is the, the shareholders, right? Your, your job, your duty, your fiduciary responsibility is to the shareholder. It's a backward system, really. I mean, you think about healthcare, your, your fiduciary responsibility should be to the patient. Uh, but these large national health insurance companies, that's just not how it works. Uh, so that's definitely another another way where we're driving up healthcare costs. And again, I don't... I don't have all the answers to tell you how we're going to get out of this today. I, I mean, I think this is a, it's a long haul process. It's not something we're going to fix overnight. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, what we're doing here through the podcast is a piece of the puzzle. Um, what we're doing through the Kingdom Health Group nonprofit, a piece of the puzzle. Um, what I try to do in my professional career as a health insurance advisor, it's a piece of the puzzle. Um, there are a lot of pieces, but what I can say is there are a lot of good people out there um, that are focused on, on doing the right thing and trying to do what we can to drive down costs. Um, so I have hope. You know, that's why I do what I do, because I have hope. I do think that our system will get better. It may be, you know, four or five years from now, it's a different system altogether um, that's reinvented with the consumer in mind. Um, so, again, that's just, you know, kind of what I want to be doing here for you guys. I want to do the best that I can um, to educate you, to help you, to give you what little that I can um, to help you navigate the system. So, you know, I thank you for given me the time, given me the opportunity um, to share what I know with you. And like I always say, in a world full of choices, choose kindness. Until next time, that's Steve Corbin, Revelation Health. Thank you. <laughs>